Hey everybody, this is uh, Jim Huntsman coming at you from the, uh, not the Broken Tine studio in Hayden, Idaho. I am somewhere else in Idaho, uh, way up on a mountain, and I managed to find phone service if I, if I drive to this particular point on this mountain that I've, I've been hunting for the last few days um, and, and find some pretty good phone service. So I'm going to try to record this from the mountain and give you guys some updates. I, I'm able to announce the winners of the youth hunt finally. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you, youth hunters, for bearing with me through September. Uh, so uh, we're, we're going to get into that. But anyways, uh, yeah, I'm not in the Broken Time studio today. I'm up, uh, well, yeah, I'm up on a mountain. That's that's about as far as I'm going to go with that. And, and I think I'm about 4,800 feet elevation. And it's Monday the 28th. Uh, yeah, 28th. Uh, anyway, uh, September 28th, and we've got, what, two and a half days as a, as a point of this recording uh, to, to, sorry, I, I keep, I'm listening for bugles as we're talking here, so you're going to have to kind of bear with me on that. I heard one about 10 minutes ago down below me, and I'm hoping they work their way up, so there might be, if, if I shut this thing off all of a sudden, that's why. Anyway, so what I'm doing, I'm I've I've been hunting my my butt off. It's it's been a long month. There's been some. Uh, it's been a strange September, and I want to talk about a, a little bit of that as we roll forward. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about some stuff that uh, when I found this this spot where I've got phone service, I was I was able to like kind of go through some of the social media stuff, Facebook comments and and things like that. There's there's things I want to touch on with that. Uh, and then obviously announce these youth hunters. So uh, sorry, there's no uh, no fancy music or intro or anything like that on the, in this episode. And uh, the the Broken Town Studio awaits me at home, and uh, we'll be we'll be back to regular episodes and everything starting uh, next week. It sh- is is what it sounds like. So um, before I get into that, guys, my sponsors on the on the podcast. Holy cow! I have put this equipment and this gear through the the ringer this month, just to put it into perspective. My season opened on September 6th, and it is now the 28th. I have been home about five days of all of that. Uh, I've, I've been on the mountain ever most, most of the time. I've, I've had less than, I think I've had exactly five showers. <laughs> so I promise you, I don't smell good. And uh, uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a while. I've, yeah, I've covered a lot of great country and, and had, I mean, it's, just been, it's just been a fantastic fun, action-packed September so far, um, and I have yet to notch my tag, and I don't know how I feel about that. Usually, you know, by now, it's uh, kind of a done deal or whatever, but it uh, just hasn't happened yet, and I'm pretty excited for the next two and a half days that I have uh, to see if I can make it happen. Uh, there's been some serious frustrations, but um, going back to, uh, we, we've got three sponsors on the show. And unfortunately, because of the, the fact that I'm recording this on my phone and I don't have my, my show notes all you know downloaded or anything like that, I can't really provide promo codes in the show notes, but I can tell them to you. Or you can go check out another episode, and they're going to be in those show notes anyway. They haven't changed. Um, I, I, I want to I talk about Scree Gear for a second. Uh, this has been the, the, the biggest test I've, I've had for Scree. And this September, if you guys have been paying attention, you know um, it's been it's been hot in, in Idaho. It, it well, actually all over the West. It got super smoky. Those huge fires in California and Oregon kind of affected everybody. 
uh, which, I mean, it was so bad. I've got some crazy pictures of where I was camped on this river where the one day it was perfectly clear. The next day, you can't even see the mountains across the river because it's so smoky. Uh, and so we've gone from that. We've gone, I've, I've been freezing cold to rain to hail uh, and, and just lots and lots of miles wet, dry, all of it. Uh, the, the, it's just been a real temperamental month. And this Scree gear has, I, I'm, I'm so sold on it. It's, it's great stuff. I've been really enjoying it. Uh, it's kept me dry. It's kept me cool when I needed to be. It dries quick when I do get wet. Um, this, this stuff has performed as expected, and I would highly recommend Scree to anybody that uh, is in the market for this, this technical apparel. Um, the camels worked very well. Uh, I have not, well, that's not true. I have been seen by one bull, <laughs> but that was my fault. I was moving. Uh, anyway, there's a, there's a promo code for Scree if you guys want to check it out uh, that I have that'll save you 15% off and free shipping, and that is The Western Huntsman. Just type that in at checkout. Uh, next up, I've got, I want to talk about Hoffman boots, man. Um, holy, holy cow. So I, I started the season... Um, I was, I, I didn't have my hot, I'd worn out my old explorers. Right. And so I bought these kind of, um, well, I'm not going to say the name brand, but they're, they were just kind of cheaper boots just to get me by for, uh, through bear season. And then I was, you know, last spring and then I was going to get, pick up a new pair of Hoffman's. Well, I finally got them. In fact, I went hunting with Jim Hoffman, the, the owner of, of Hoffman boots. And, uh, we had a great time. We hiked in, we hiked in, we got one little lazy bugle about halfway through and the the bull just kind of you know one of those moany kind of kind of bugles, and he was up on this finger ridge, and then he 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 must have taken off because we didn't hear from him again. And then we hiked up and heard another bugle way off in the distance. And gosh, it had to be like I don't know, it was like the tenth or eleventh when when we went out and did that. And so they weren't super fired up quite yet. Uh, uh, but anyways, the Hoffman boots. Uh, so Jim brought my my new pair of Hoffman boots up to the mountain and, and we met. How I broke those Hoffman boots in was on the mountain. And I took that, that first day, I don't know what, what, Jim might correct me on this, I can't remember. We, we did about four miles, give or take. And these are North Idaho miles. Th this is up and down. Elevation gain of probably 800 to 1,000 feet on that. And it was just a lot of up and down. Uh, it, not, not the easiest hike, not the hardest hike, but that's how I broke these boots in because they don't really need this crazy break-in period like some of these other boots out there. And they've been performing exceptionally well. Again, when you're looking at the, the, the weather and the, the temperatures and everything else that, that, that we've been experiencing, hot, cold, rainy, hail, everything else that, that I've, I've gone through this month, I uh, can't say enough good things about these Hoffman boots. I've also been hunting with a couple of other guys that have like, um, you, you know, just some, and, and this is going to be for, for you guys out there that are like, oh, well, you know, I buy these hundred dollar boots or whatever, uh, you know, they're Merrell's or, or, you know, something along those lines and they do fine. You know what? They do do fine, but I'll tell you what the difference is when it's wet outside and you're, you're on the side of a steep mountain and you're coming down. Everybody I was hunting with, well, these, these two people in particular I was hunting with were wearing these cheap boots up on this mountain. It was wet. It was slippery. They fell multiple times. I didn't fall once because these Hoffmans just glue your feet to the mountain. Anyway, I don't want to go on all day with, uh, with the sponsor ads here, but 
Uh, I just can't say enough good things. Uh, so, so if you guys are interested in checking out the Hoffmans, I love what I have. Uh, are they the Hoffman Explorer in the eight inch? And uh, they also have the six inch and they have the summit boot. They have a lot of options for you. Uh, that promo code is all caps lock Huntsman 15, and that'll save you 15% off at checkout. Uh, and then lastly, but not leastly, right? <laughs> that's, that's what I always say is the, the, the Phelps game calls. Phelps, man, it's, this is Phelps month. I I've been out here and I I've been mainly using the Maverick and the gray amp and the renegade tube and I have had multiple, multiple encounters with bulls. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. Uh, the, the, the calls work, guys. I've seen multiple people posting pictures holding their Phelps tube up. The calls are fantastic. I have probably 500 plus bugles on uh, my one of the reeds I've been carrying. I've got a backup reed. Uh, and then I've got another backup reed still in this packaging in my pack, and I haven't even had to break those out because they, they've just, I've been actually, I did wear one out uh, that I've been kind of practicing with all summer, and that was a Maverick reed, and I finally wore it out about a week ago, and, and uh, but this other one, I've still got a good 500 bugles on this thing, and it's still going strong. Uh, just no reason to go anywhere else. I love these things. Uh, promo code on that is uh, the uh, Huntsman 10 for 10% off at checkout. Okay. All right, guys, that's out of the way. So I want to, let's start with uh, announcing our Youth Hunter winners for the Youth Essays. So let me start this off by telling you guys that um, the last episode that I put out, I announced eight names of the Youth Hunters that actually uh, were kind of in the top eight. And I want, if, if your name was on that list and you're listening to this, Either you or have your, your parents or, or grandparents or whatever shoot me an email with your address because I'm going to send you uh, some stickers and stuff. Uh, so if, if you were on that list last, last uh, it wasn't last week, it was the week before when I announced the eight names, just send me your, um, your mailing address at, and send it to jim at thewesternhuntsman.com. And I'm going to send you guys some stuff because they were all excellent, guys. It was a really, really tough call. Uh, had a lot of fun reading through them. Uh, it's nice to kind of get in the minds of our youth hunters and see where they're at and, and see kind of what, what's important to them. Um, but we did have some, uh, some standouts. And I'm just going to read them off right now. So for our first place uh, youth hunting contest, I want to congratulate Larissa West. Larissa, you have won a one-year membership to the Elk Collective, which is a mass amount of information on elk hunting, whether you're rifle hunting, archery hunting, muzzleloader, and they've got it all in the Elk Collective. And you, so you've got the membership, and you have won a custom Skinner knife by a friend of mine named Logan Erdman, who, by the way, he nailed a huge bull in North Idaho. He came from Ohio, and I'm going to get him on the show. We're going to talk about it. But anyway, he made a cool, it's a very, very nice custom Skinner knife. And uh, I'm going to send this to you. And so, Larissa, I need you or your parents, which however you guys work that, uh, to email me. Reach out to me. I need your mailing address. And then I'm going to get you the login information for the Elk Collective. Congratulations, Larissa. You won the first place. Okay. Second place, what I really liked about my second place winner is uh, 
that, that sent in a, a, a picture to go, this, this picture of the elk. And I'm going to post that picture uh, when I get back into better service. Uh, second place winner for the Youth Hunter SA contest is Darby Sager. And I hope I'm saying your last name right. I, I'm, I, I, I don't know. Sager or Sager. Pretty sure I'm saying it right. Darby, you have won a private lesson with Michael Batiste of the Elk Calling Academy to teach you how to call elk. And uh, these lessons are about 30 minutes. They're very intuitive. You're going you're gonna to jump on with Michael uh, via Zoom on the internet. And, and you guys, it's going to be like you're sitting face to face. He's going to show you how to hold the reed, how to, how to, how to put the reed in your, in your mouth and pick the right reed and, and use the basic elk sounds that, uh, that you need to, to make this happen in September. So congratulations, Darby. I'm also going to send you a reed and a tube. So I need you to send me an email Jim at the westernhuntsman.com with your mailing address, and uh, we will get all this coordinated. Okay, last but not least, our third place winner is Arabella Stevens. Now, Arabella has, um, I, I, what I liked about this essay is, is she hand wrote it. And I got the, I got basically an attachment with an image of this handwritten letter. Uh, I believe she is 11 years old. Uh, bear with me if I don't, I don't have that right in front of me, but anyways, Arabella, congratulations. You have won a one year scholarship to the blue collar elk Academy by my friends over there at the elk bros. Um, and that is going to be with coach Joe Gillia and they have been just absolutely getting it done down in New Mexico this September. I, I'm super proud of them. Uh, I'm also going to send you a read and some stickers and stuff. So, uh, Arabella, send me, or either you or your parents, send me an email, jim at thewesternhuntsman.com, with all your contact and, and mailing address, and I will get this stuff, uh, login information, and get this stuff mailed out to you guys. So, you guys, congratulations. I'm proud of you. I really liked all these essays. I, I loved them. They were all fantastic. It was really hard to determine um, who these three winners were, especially out of the final eight. Uh, and again, you final eight uh, finalists, send me your email, or I'm sorry, your mailing address so I can send you some uh, little swag items. All right, guys, we are going to do this again. I have some other ideas for some youth hunter uh, competitions and contests and, and drawings and stuff like that. And I want to kind of expand on it. I, I learned a few things from doing it that this way, the way that we did it. Uh, and next time I'm not going to do it so that it like, you know, falls right on September hunting season when I'm out of town all month. So uh, it'll be a little bit more smooth next time. And thanks for bearing with me. And uh, okay. What? Now that's uh, okay. You guys ever sit on the mountain and you like the, these, those crows are kind of, gawking back and forth at each other but sometimes it's like high-pitched enough it's like was that a bugle <laughs> that's that's going on right now okay we have got um gosh almost a month into this september hunt uh holy cow have i learned some things on this hunt uh it has been a humbling season the the biggest thing that i think i've learned this year as as i go through this is the obviously the conditions can make a, a huge impact on on the elk right i mean we we have it was super hot starting out and then it got smoky and everything got bogged down and then all of a sudden it started storming up here and everything's just kind of the odds have been against us in terms of the weather um however 
there's still there there's a couple of comments that I've I've been reading. I think it was on Facebook and uh, on on uh, North Idaho Archery Hunters page, uh, the group. There, there's people in there saying talking about how well the rut is late this year. It's going into October, uh, and uh, they're going to be running for the the rifle season that starts on like October 10th. Guys, that's not how it works. The 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 gestation period of a calf elk and, and the amount of time it takes for them. Uh, until they're born, they have to hit the ground at a certain time in order to be mature enough to survive the winter. And Mother Nature has this figured out. The elk have been running for weeks. If, if you're not hearing bugles, or you're not getting into elk, and, and you're not having success in terms of locating them and hearing stuff, hearing bugles, hearing them rake, um, unfortunately, you're not finding them because they're bugling their heads off. They, and they have been for me since about the 10th or 11th. That's, uh, I, I think it was the 10th when I heard my first bugle. Started hunting on the 6th. Uh, and, and I've been hearing them uh, almost every day. And I've got over 20 days in the field. And I've been into elk almost every day. Now, I will say and I will admit that um, it has been a little bit different this September in terms of they're not getting... Or, or for me, at least. I know other people, they, they have been. So this is just from my perspective. They have not been, I have not been able to get one super fired up. Like I've not been in just an absolute knockdown screaming match with one yet. What, what I've been noticing this year, the biggest difference over this year, over last year, is they're, they're bugling from a distance. And when I, when I close the distance, they're kind of shutting up. Unless I start cow calling. And then if I start cow calling... Then they start screaming their heads off and coming in. And then uh, at that point, the ball's in my court, and that's where I've been messing it up. Uh, and, and, and so that, and that's okay. I've, I've, I've been learning a lot from that, and it's, it's been good. Uh, but, but they've been bugling their heads off. And, and then what, so what I, what I adjusted is, is I'll locate them, and I'll get a bugle, and I'll close the distance to about 100 yards, 70 yards, whatever I can, get as close as I can, and then I'll, I'll just start making some cow sounds. And, and what I've noticed is, is half the time they're coming in quiet and the other half, they are coming in super fired up. And so last night, in fact, last night I had one, he was just absolutely spitting fired up because I, I, I'd been bugling. And what I, what I was doing is I, I made it sound like I was, I was this bull that had like three or four cows because I didn't know, I knew elk were in the area. There was a lot of fresh sign. I could smell them, uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't, they, they weren't responding to just a regular locator bugle. And so I started throwing out a bunch of cow calls and a couple of like real grumpy sounding bugles, but short, not long drawn out locator bugles, just like, you know, uh, just like almost a moan, a mean moan and some chuckles and throwing that out there. And then a cow call and all of a sudden this bull from about 100 yards down below me cranks off and he's coming. I could hear him, man, sticks are cracking and, and I could hear his antlers running into branches and trees and hitting stuff. And he's coming up and he's grunting and he's moaning and he's, and he's bugling. And uh, I got so excited. I, I knocked an arrow. I, I come down around this buck brush and I, I, I thought for sure he was going to step out of that brush because that was kind of the line he was walking. He was just kind of side healing. And if he'd have come out, he'd have been only about 15 feet from me. And what happened was I stopped paying attention to the wind. And, and he, instead of coming straight on like, like I thought he was going to, 
uh, he turned to his right and kind of went up the hill a little bit, and that's where the thermals. Uh, they, I, I knew if he if he made that move, I was busted, and sure enough, that's what he did last night. And by the time he busted, he was about 20 feet from me, uh, maybe maybe 30 feet, somewhere between 20 and 30 feet. I could see the tops of his antlers, and he busted out and and smelled me, and, and off he went. Uh, and so, th- what I'm trying to highlight is for those of you out there that are talking about how. Um, oh no, the, the weather or, or whatever the case is, has made it, or the wolves, whatever, have, have made it so these, these bulls are running later in the year. Biologically, it's not possible, it's not feasible for the elk. They won't survive. The calves won't survive if they're born in July, right? They, they, they won't be big enough and mature enough to survive the following winter. They have to land on the ground in May and June. They are rutting. They have been rutting for the last three weeks. Um, again, I've been in the field over 20 days. Uh, I, I, I want to say I've got, because some days I, I didn't hear anything. I couldn't find any, any elk, couldn't locate anything. And it was just dead quiet. Uh, other days I've had three elk encounters, uh, all of which the elk vocalized in one way or the other. So, uh, I, I just, I, I don't know what to tell you other than that is not it. They are not running later. It is, it is, you cannot convince me that they're running later because I've been out here. Look at some of the, the, the guys that have notched their tags and, and the stories they're telling on, on Facebook and Instagram, how these bulls were screaming and coming into them. You just haven't found the right bull. And I haven't, I, there was a bugle. That was totally a bugle. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, he is, okay, he's way down there. I'm just going to give him, I'm going to let him simmer for a little bit. Um, anyways, guys, yeah, they're, they've been running. They're, there's no two ways about it. Um, I have twice strictly cow called in bulls that came in silent and came in, one of me, or one of them came in on the other side of this little group of trees and with some like super thick huckleberry brush. And I, if, if the, if the brush hadn't been there, I could have just about reached out and spanked him right on the ass. He was that close. He was right there. And, and, and I didn't know, I was expecting him to come in front of me and, and he circled up and he came in and all I saw is I, I saw, I caught some movement out of the corner of my eye, looked to my left. He's like right there. And, uh, I, I could have just about given him a kiss right there on the, on the forehead. And he turns around and runs off. Um, another funny one, <laughs> this was like back on probably the 13th or 14th of September. I, I was in a different unit, camped up on a different unit. And so I, I, I made my way up in the dark, uh, up this mountain. And it was like a, it's like a 600 foot elevation gain to get up to this ridge where it has a bunch of finger ridges and, and you could just kind of work your way down the main ridge and then work down into the, each of the finger ridges, each one with its own little drainage. It's a great area. I uh, had a lot of action in there. And uh, anyways, I'm, I'm sitting there and I was starving, right? And and it's like eight o'clock and, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit down for a minute, uh, wait for the thermals to change and 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 just kind of have something to eat. So I, I, I got, the, if you've ever had the peak refuel, the breakfast skillet, it's pretty good. And so I got that thing going. And I, I want to, I think it's a breakfast, if peak refuel, if I, if I called that the wrong thing, you know, the one that's got hash browns and eggs and bacon and sausage and well, I don't know, it's got a bunch of, it's like a big mixture. Anyway, I heat that thing up. I got it, I, I got it going. 
And uh, I'm sitting there, and I'd heard a couple of bugles that morning and it, well, when it was still dark, so I knew there was a bunch of elk in the area. Um, and all of a sudden, I hear this chuckling going on behind me. And he's just like hauling ass towards me, coming right at me. Then he bugles. And I'm like, I, I knocked over my, my peak refuel. It all spills out everywhere. I'm jumping up, trying to grab my bow. And this thing is just, he's just coming in. And, 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 he, and he bugles, and he's like 50 feet behind me. I mean, he is just not very, I could have freaking shot him right there. And he comes up and rips off a big bugle. I jump up and turn, and I could feel the wind on the back of my neck. He smelled me, turned around, and ran off. <laughs> and then the worst one was I, I'm up kind of in the area I'm at now. And this was uh, I, I, Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. And so I'm, I'm up here, and I'm doing some cow calls. heard a bugle like an hour before this, and, and I'm trying to move down this, this, uh, this kind of face, this north face. And um, all of a sudden, my phone goes ding. And I'm like, what the hell? I, I didn't know I had phone service up there. So I look at my phone and I've got a text message from my wife and, and all of a sudden I'm getting emails and I didn't have my phone on silent and that was dumb. So I turned my phone on silent and I'm texting with my wife and I, I, I just made a bunch of cow, cow calls and um, got done texting her, put my phone back in my pocket on silent this time and I hear all these sticks popping uh, and, and I'm like, oh man, okay, there, there's an elk coming in. That, that is that unmistakable popping sound that they make when they snap a stick. So I, I kind of look up and I thought he would be coming out of this group of trees kind of to my right or whatever, but I was kind of blocked by these two trees that were like, like right next to each other. So I stepped between the trees down low to get a better view, a better angle on, on where I thought the bull was coming out. Well, that sucker was a lot closer than I thought. He was, and, and he, this was a huge bull. He has like this drop time. He's a six point. He's a, he's a very nice, heavy, beautiful brown antler bull. And I stepped out. He sees me, obviously. And I'm not kidding you. He's 20 yards. 20 yards. It would have been a, a super easy shot I could have made all day. I didn't even have an arrow knocked yet. I was, I was in the process of knocking an arrow as I was step, stepping between the trees. He sees me and busts out and uh, disappears out of my life forever. So that is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that is uh, uh, about the story of my life for this September 2020 so far. And uh, I just kind of want to let you guys know um, they're out there, they're rutting, they're 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 bugling, they're calling. You just got to find them. You gotta you gotta get out there and and uh, some of you dudes that drive around blowing bugles out of your truck without even turning the truck off and getting out, man, that's not going to work. You got to stop doing that. Uh, you're not going to hear anything if you're going to road bugle. Because up in this area, it's not a horrible idea sometimes to drive the roads, shut the truck off, get out and bugle into a drainage or a basin or down into a deep ravine, a hole, and, and, and wait and just wait and, and wait like 10 minutes and you'll get a bugle eventually. And you could do that. And I, I've done that where I drive and about every half a mile, I stop and I get out, I shut the truck off, I let things settle down for a couple of minutes and then I'll bugle and, and I'll get a response. That's fine. I don't, I don't have any problem with that, but, but to drive and like, just let your truck idle and not even get out of your truck and just kind of blow from the window. Like, dude, the elk is not going to be 
uh, 50 yards off the road and come running into your idling truck. It's just not going to happen. And if, even if that does happen, how are you going to get a shot off with a bow? Um, I've just seen a lot of that, uh, this year and, uh, it's, it's been kind of irritating, um, just because, you know, it doesn't really affect me because the, the elk know, but it, it's, it's just, it's irritating in a sense that that tells me these hunters are out here doing this and they don't know much about elk, right? That's what it is. So if you're listening to this and you're guilty of that, now you know something more about elk. They are not going to respond and come running in to you sitting in your truck on the road. Turn your truck off, park it out of the road, get your stuff ready, and then bugle from the road. And what happens is the goal is not to go uh, have the bull come into the road. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There might be like one out of a million people that do that. That might happen. You need to park your truck so people could still get by you. All you're trying to do is locate down into a basin or a drainage or something. And then if you hear a bugle, drop down into there. Go. Get away from the road. Because that, that bull is not going to come to the road despite what apparently a lot of, uh, of you think out there. So anyway, I just want to address that. Um, I don't encourage the road bugling thing uh, other than for a, a, a tool to locate bulls. And uh, I've done it a few times and had, had a few good responses. <laughs> one, was, uh, one was down, I mean, like, and I posted something on, on one of the pages. I was like, if that bull bugles from down deep in the hole... Don't be a sissy. Get after it. Go down there. Go just do it. Just like Nike. Go just do it. And uh, <laughs> this one was a particularly deep and steep hole, super brushy, and his bull bugles down there. And I kind of looked down there and I'm like, man, if I get an elk down there, I am just flat out either going to need a helicopter or I need to take a fork and eat it down there because there's just no getting him out of there. And so that one, I, uh, I did not take my own advice and I, I let him lie. Um, and tried to find a different way in, but man, yeah, it just, it just wasn't happening. So, um, anyways, it's been good guys. Uh, it's been fun. I, I feel like I'm just kind of rambling here. Um, and, uh, I, I, I kind of need to wrap this up because I've got, I've got two and a half more days of elk hunting to, to, to get under the belt and see if I can get, make this happen. And, and if it doesn't happen during archery, I've got, uh, I've got an elk rifle hunt coming up and that'll be a good time. And it, it, it's just been, it's been a man. It's been such a fun season. Again, there's been frustrations, but it's been so much fun. I've learned so much. I have learned so much. I'll tell you another little uh, hot tip that I learned this year. I'm, I'm, I, you know when you're hiking, if, if early in the morning you're hiking up a mountain, thermals are coming down on you, and uh, maybe the elk beat you to the top and they started to bed down, and it's super thick and brushy, so they don't know you're coming until they hear you and they kind of bust out. If, if you, and you could hear them, and I hate that sound, you know, sticks popping, uh, you could hear the, 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 their, the hooves hitting the ground. It's like thump, 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 and crack, pop, and they're, and they're just gone. Uh, they heard you coming, or maybe they caught a whiff of you. Uh, in this case, the, the two times this has happened to me, they did not catch a whiff of me because I had, I had thermals coming down. It was, they were super predictable. And, and, uh, anyway, what I learned is if that happens, um, and you get your wind right and you just hang out for like an hour, a lot of times they'll just come back. They're like, well, we kind of like laying there. And so we're going to go back and lay there. A lot of people think, oh man, they're gone and they're going to be gone for three days kind of thing. No, no, you just sit down. If, if you, this, this is the same with deer as well. 
sometimes if you bust a deer, I don't care if it's a whitetail or a muley, and you just sit there for like an hour and don't make a peep, don't move around, don't, you know, fumble through your pack, don't do anything, just sit there, they'll slowly and very cautiously start making their way back. Uh, that's how I got into a really good call-in and had a, he was this little raghorn and I almost got him, but he, he just, every time he stopped, he was like, the vitals were behind some trees or brush or something. It was <laughs> pretty frustrating, but uh, just cool lesson learned uh, if you guys, if you guys uh, want to try that out, if you're out there and busting them out. So, all right, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. Congratulations to those youth hunters, and uh, the next time you hear from me, I'll, back, I'll be back in the studio, so sound quality will be a little better. And uh hope you guys are having a great season. Um, I, I, I don't uh, know. I'm not up to speed with any like current events or anything. I haven't been getting the news or uh, so nothing to report on on any of that kind of stuff. Uh, but I do know that I, I know this. I love September. I've had a hell of a time. I brought my family with me in, at base camp and uh, a couple of times they've the, the, the girls, my girls have, um, they, they, they'll ride their bikes with me down the road as, I, as I'll walk off into, from camp. Sometimes I, I don't even drive anywhere. I just walk right there from camp. That's the kind of the nature of the area I'm hunting. I can just walk right there from camp and uh, get, into, get into some screaming bulls. Uh, and that's been fun having them there and uh, just having you know my, my wife there. And, and uh, we, we've just been having a great time. It's been a good September. Lots of lessons learned. Lots of adventures had. Lots of miles under the boots, and uh, my 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 legs are like freaking marshmallows at this point. Uh, but I got two and a half days, and I'm just going to give it hell and see if I can make it happen. And if not, it's time to move on to the next season. So, uh, guys, good luck out there if you haven't. If you have notched your tag uh, on an elk, bull, or cow, congratulations. Uh, super happy for you. Super proud of you. Uh, hope you had a lot of fun doing it. And guys, I can't wait till the next uh, episode. And and uh, we'll see you next time. Congratulations, Youth Hunters. Don't forget to send me an email with that information I requested. And uh, again, lastly, check us out on uh, Instagram at The Western Huntsman and on Facebook at The Western Huntsman. Uh, and you can check out thewesternhuntsman.com. We've got some new changes coming up on there as soon as I'm back in town. And, uh, and don't forget to, if, if you guys are in the market for new gear, um, the, the Hoffman boots, uh, Scree, uh, extreme mountain gear and Phelps game calls is, uh, is uh, our go-to stuff here at the Western Huntsman. So we appreciate it. Have a great rest of your September guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.